Well, what happened was that second game, we got our ass kicked, or the second half. We just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Horse I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. Coaching, all, we're all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in that second half. It sucked. It stunk. Okay. Jesus. Well, that sounds familiar. Uh, that was the great Jim Mora from the, the old Saints days. So I mean that was uh, that was just a little clip we wanted to play because you know it was just it was just fun you know. Anyway, with that being said, welcome to another edition of Real Bucks Talk podcast. I'm Michael Plus. Mark Ramirez joining me as he laughs away. You know that's just it was needed. Yeah, it's just a little good comedy. So, but hey, we're back uh, back to football. Uh, the Buccaneers are getting ready to play against the Atlanta Falcons, a big division game and. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just, we're trying to find ways to recover from that disaster of the Bears game that was two weeks ago. And hopefully we can get this team back on the winning track because this is a very talented team still. And I think they have the pieces in place to, uh, to make something happen. And these next four games, you look at it, you have the Falcons, you got the uh, Cleveland Browns, and then the Bengals and the Panthers. Um, some good teams in there, some, some so-so teams that are trying to find themselves. So, there's definitely an advantage, you know, there's an opportunity, I should say, uh, to win some games. So should be interesting. What do you, what do you think, Mark? Um, my first point about what's going to go on, yeah, the, the first quarter is over, right? Yeah. We're 2-2. Two and two. The world isn't over yet, okay? Right. I mean, 2-2, two and two, you're 500. Yeah, there's a long I mean, season. Yeah, it's like Buckner was saying, this isn't a sprint, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. When you apply it to this season, but when you're first two and zero, you're on top of the world, and you think no one can beat you, and then you're zero and two the next two, where one you should have won, yeah. the other one you just got your ass beat, like Jim Mora said, senior. <laughs> but the thing is, yes, all Bucks fans are losing their minds. They're like, "Oh, we suck." Mike Smith fired. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I I fully agree that yeah, Mike Smith. Mm-hmm. Although Cutter says it's not his fault, it's not one man, it's the whole team executing. Yeah, well, damn it, you've, you've had plenty of years to kind of teach these guys, and you got a lot of veterans now. I mean, yes, the secondary's not veterans, but you got to be able to put these guys in position to succeed, like he always says. Mm-hmm. You, didn't, you didn't put these rookies in a position to succeed. Like we talked about prior, I mean – if you know the secondary is going to be poor or not be able to fully pick up the system, help them out by shortening the amount of time the quarterback has by sending blitzes. But mm-hmm. you didn't do that. Right. So, I mean, that's what we think moving forward. But my biggest thing is I want to look at what I still believe is our powerhouse and which will drive us forward in the season, and that is the offense. Right. And what it's going to look like with Jameis Winston at the helm now instead of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'll let you go first on this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we talked about this in in prior podcasts. You know, this offense needs to be driving the team. It it has the pieces in place to be very effective and put up points. Uh, You look at the first two wins that they had, they could have easily scored, you know, 
over 40 points. I mean, they scored 48 in, in week one, but they could have had another 40 in week two. And probably in week three against Pittsburgh, they could have easily scored more points. Um, again, you know, you look at the last two losses, turnovers and penalties has, has cost this team. Uh, it's, you know, disrupt uh, timing, everything as far as rhythm. But that, that shouldn't stop you because they still have guys that can take over games. And you look at Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, these guys can be playmakers if they're put in the right spots to make plays. Um, again, I think, you know, now with Jameis Winston coming in, who is the better quarterback, I think that's obvious. Touche. Yeah, he is the better quarterback. What I would like to see them do is is continue to let Jameis go through his progressions and, and let him just find the open guy, whether that's short or intermediate or down the field. Uh, I thought we saw a little bit of that against the Chicago Bears where he was just taking, you know, easy routes, you know, getting those yards, trying to move the chains. That's something that this team needs to do more going forward. It's not all about getting the explosive play right away because it's just not going to happen. These teams are too smart. They're going to find ways to, you know, make us do things that we're uncomfortable with doing. So I think that's something that these co- this coaching staff has to find a way to, uh, you know, work around that and make it easier for these guys. I mean, give them easy targets, you know, get Jameis on the move more where he's more effective outside the pocket uh, and let him, you know, just throw easy passes to Adam Humphreys or whoever's coming across. Uh, that's something that we would like to see. But, yeah, I'm excited to see Jameis back in there because I think he's – He's on the verge of taking that next step, and he showed it last year you know, during those five games, and I think he can continue to do that. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Um, there, there's no doubt about it. I'm a Jameis guy. I've always yeah. been a Jameis guy. People hate me because of it. No. They're like, oh, well, what about Fitzpatrick? Oh, what about this? What about crab legs? <laughs> I, uh, th- this crap's in the past, this past one that, with the Uber driver – Yes, the guy needs to mature up and get out of the damn news. Yeah. But when he's on the football field, you can't knock how good of a talent he is, and that's the reason why he was the number one overall pick. Right. And that's why I like him for the the football player he is on the field. Mm-hmm. Off the field, I know he's better than that. He literally, those close to the organization know how good he is mm-hmm. and how he literally wears his heart in his sleeve kind of person. Right. And that's why he's such a big like motivator and mm-hmm. good leader. Yeah. But moving off that, I'm a, a Winston guy. I loved how he threw the short passes mm-hmm. and didn't force in the Chicago game. Yeah, he forced. He got through two interceptions. Yeah. But, I mean, one was him just being retarded and just throwing it right to the guy. Yeah. The other one was if you give him half, not even half second, mm-hmm. that's a touchdown to Sean. I put that on Twitter Yeah. Um, probably a week ago now. Damn, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, his reads looked – Good. I mean, I can't complain. I, I, it looked like he was doing the same stuff he was doing in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And considering he had five days or six days to learn it. Right. Not to learn it, but just to get ready for an NFL game. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I liked a lot of what I saw. Yeah. And I'm going to say it again. I think that Bears game was a lot of coaching. I mean, yeah. they try to run their system of, let me force this ball deep. And the Bears said, ha, okay, fine. Well, our strength is pass rush. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just throw it right at you. And we're not going to give you that time to throw the ball deep. Yeah. And then when Winston comes in there throwing short passes, yeah, they're open. And because they're down already and the, the Bucks are probably half-assing because, mm-hmm. oh, there's no way we're coming back. But still, it shows his 
mental game is there. He's ready to pick it up. He's ready to push him. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to see that coming forward. And then one more point in the Bears game. What I think is so funny, which is pure coaching, the Bears' strength was running the ball. Yeah. Right? But our weakness is stopping the pass. Right. Do you think the Bears forced their strength on us? Mm-hmm. No. Right? They just attacked our weakness. That is pure coaching. Mm-hmm. That's pure shit that we don't have, and that pisses me off. And I'm hoping to God, in a bye week, in a week where you just got slaughtered, mm-hmm. you did some true self-analyzation like and realized, holy shit, we do suck in this area. Mm-hmm. What can we do to improve on it? Right. Not just keep doing cover three, cover two, zone. Yeah. Even though the guys aren't picking it up well, help them succeed. Right. By making it easier on them. Yeah, like Pittsburgh said it before our game. We're going to simplify the defense. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do better? Yeah. They didn't, defense didn't do that well, but they won the game. Got them in a position to win the game. Yeah. And that's all we need to do, mm-hmm. especially with our offense. And I think, Winston, you're going to see a lot more of Cam Brate, mm-hmm. hopefully a lot more short passes. And when the time is to throw the ball, you know he's going to throw it deep. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I You know, it's just – they need to, I mean, like Mark said, I mean, defensively, they have to find a way to help the secondary out because it's just there's a lot of youth on it, and these guys are being asked to do so much, and it, and it shows, you know, instead of just letting these guys play how they how they like to play and just let them go out there and play football without thinking because it, it shows that they're thinking a lot out there where, you know, they have to be here and, you know, communication and this and that and just trying to – just trying to do way too much as far as on the field goes instead of just letting them use their natural ability and go out there and make football plays. Um, Carlton Davis, I mean, he's a baller. I mean, that guy, just let him go get one guy and just stay with him the whole game. I mean, that's pretty much what you need to do. Uh, Brent Grimes, again, with him on the field, you ha- you kind of have to cater towards him because he is his own guy. That's what he likes to play. He doesn't like to play press often because he is a smaller dude. So he's going to have to be, you know, off the ball. And that's fine. You can have him on one side of the field and kind of just let him, uh, you know, be left alone on that side. That's fine. He'll take away that that half of the field. But, you know, with these other guys, you need to be more creative as far as how you bring them with pressure or, you know, zone blitzes, whatever you have to do to make this where it's not so simple for the quarterback. Because right now, quarterbacks that are playing against us, they easily identify you know, where to go with the football. It's just, it's like, it's right there in their face. They're like, okay, we're going to go here because this is where we have the best matchup. And that's pretty much what they're doing. So what Mike Smith needs to figure out is he's got to find a way to either disguise or he's got to win with front four or bring extra guys because right now it's just, it's not working. If he does go with four, then there's just a guy wide open less than two seconds. That's what the Bears did. That's what what the Bears game is, trying to win with front four. Right. Obviously, it's not working. Yeah. So what's the next step? You would think you would do this Mm in-game. Bring some pressure. Yeah. Get creative with your blitzes. Get creative with who's standing up. Like, they did at times. Right. Like, Nassib standing up. There was only three men on the line, but Nassib's there, and he runs straight in. McCoy Mm -hmm. stunts around him. That's creative. Right. That's getting people like, what the hell are they doing? Mm-hmm. That needs to keep happening. Right. This can't be your basic, oh, we're going to stick to our scheme and it's going to work. Mm-hmm. It's so blind and that's so arrogant and stupid. Yeah. And it's it's going to be the result of what's going to get them fired if 
he continues to, continues to do it. I mean, already people are calling for his head. Yeah, I'm calling for his head. <laughs> Change. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely on the hot seat. And like Mark said earlier, these guys, you know, during the bye week, they definitely did self evaluation and went through, you know, what went wrong. Obviously, you know, within the coaching staff and then with the players. You know, Dirk said it today that you know a lot of players left feedback on what they would like to see and as far as changes goes. And he said it was, you know, both good and there was also, it was just, it was overall good analysis what he got as far as feedback. So hopefully that plays in, plays a factor and hopefully we see some change and see some more consistency. Uh, The main thing that, you know, irritates me, it's not so much of, you know, the scheme per se, it's more of uh, the discipline, you know, the offside penalties, the false starts, the pre-snap stuff, turnovers where, they can be avoided, you know, stuff like that. That irritates me because that's stuff you can control. And, and obviously the scheme is you, you can control that as well. But, you know, I just like to see that become less as far as problems that this team has. And Carter mentioned that today. A lot of it was just self-inflicated. I mean, just self-errors by us that we cause. So hopefully, you know, Offensively, we can see a better run game. Defensively, we can see more pressure as far as being a more aggressive downhill style attack defense. That is something that we need to do because a lot of defenses do that today. You look at the best defenses in the game. Let's see. Let's look at like the Rams, for instance. Oh, yeah. I mean, what I mean, what they're able to do. Obviously, they're down a couple of corners, but their ability to get after the quarterback and disguise and. Um, you know, Jacksonville, same way. They have a great front four, but they also have guys that can come off the edge and they're aggressive. They'll play press. And, you know, that's a great point of just sticking to your scheme because Jacksonville, they just play pure cover one. And that's pretty much it. That's all they do is like cover one. Uh, they may play some cover three, but that's about it. Yeah, but Jacksonville has athletes all over the field. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack. Yeah. You have the monster of Mountain and Calais Campbell. Right, and, which we don't and, have. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, we, we have, have a defensive line yeah. that is formidable, and it's going to get better as the season. I'm still sticking by that one. Right. But our secondary is very young. you you got to be able to support them. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not doing that right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they just, they're like I said earlier, they're just asking them, putting too much pressure on them right now, and you got to find a way to uh, – either funnel things inside to your linebackers and I'm not seeing that either you know there's got to be some type of route disruption as far as what we're doing and that's just not happening enough you know you got to find a way to uh get the quarterback to make throws where he doesn't want to throw it and it's just it's just not happening consistently yeah I mean a lot of that's pressure yes it can't be front four mm-hmm. yeah, to my mind you have to send blitzes yeah I mean you gotta live and die by it but then game of that is I can I told you earlier I truly think our we're going to get carried by our offense we mm-hmm. have to every game we prior to this Bears game we were mm-hmm. and if our offense fires how it's supposed to mm-hmm. we probably were going to still be in that game yeah yeah for sure because the, based off our projected points that we're getting every game yeah mm-hmm. should have been yeah but ten points yeah it's not good I don't care how good the Bears defense is. Someone put, oh, look, Patrick Mahomes scored against the Jaguars immediately, first drive. Because mm. it doesn't matter how good the defense is as long as you execute yeah. your plays. Mm-hmm. And don't act stupid based off of what you feel your strengths are, like I said earlier. Like the Bears' strength was to run the ball. Mm. They sucked at passing the, the ball. Yeah. Trubisky had two touchdowns all year, mm. and he had six against us. Right. But guess what? 
the great coaches on the Bears, I'm going to give them credit, <laughs> literally saw, holy crap, they suck against the pass. Mm-hmm. They got a good pass rush, but if we get this thing out and you have them thinking, oh, these young guys thinking, we could be going this way. Yeah. Get them thinking. You get that one little split second wide open, boom. Yeah, and their game plan wasn't anything spectacular. It was not. Yeah. We made a big point of saying that. All they had, you know, you know, we know the Bucks. you know, every team in the NFL knows the Bucks defense plays a lot of cover three, a lot of cover four. And all the Bears did was just bring out every cover three beater, every cover four beater that they had. Beer or beater? Beater. Beater. Okay, I got a beer in my hand. Yeah, <laughs> not beer. Gotcha. I mean, that. I mean, they could have probably had a beer on the field and still, oh, yeah. <laughs> still dominated, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, they just had every answer for what we were throwing out there, and they just they executed perfectly. So, I mean, yeah, but like my point was, yeah, okay. So the Bears knew that's what you're supposed to do on offense to attack us. Yeah, right? absolutely, and that's what the Bucks so, offense needs to do. That's exactly my point. Yeah. So, yes, every team knows we want to throw the ball deep. Every team knows we have plenty of options to throw the ball deep. Every team knows we suck at running the ball. How do you flip the? How do you flip the? How do you say this? Flip the script. Flip the script. Mm-hmm. Okay, you use that to your advantage. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know people are scared of us going deep, so you're gonna force feed the run. No, you're gonna like we've been saying, spread it out, then run it that way. Mm-hmm. Or okay, they want to cover deep, start hitting the middle of the field, yeah. hit your tight ends early in the game, and that's something I'm gonna start spurning off or. or Going over towards the the Bengals and Falcons game, which was last week's game, because they were very similar to us. Yeah. If you look at their offense, they have a speed demon, John Ross. We have Deshaun Jackson, right. identical. Mm-hmm. They have an, a beast wide receiver, A.J. Green, Mike Evans, beast wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They have a third wide receiver, Tyler Boyd, who's I really liked coming out of college. I like to hype up my my picks. <laughs> <laughs> we have a beast coming out of college as well, Chris Godwin. Right. Who we also liked. And then they had a good tight end, to Tyler Efert. Mm-hmm. And he got hurt, broke his damn ankle. That, that was sick. I saw it too. Mm. And we have Cam Brait. Very, very similar offense. Right. And they picked apart the Falcons. Yeah. Can we do the same? Because the first touchdown went to Tyler Efert mm-hmm. in that game. Are we going to analyze that? Okay, yes, Falcons blowing their, their linebackers because Deion Jones is gone. That was the one athlete that was a beast that was – could cover all over the four, the field. Mm-hmm. Are we going to execute like that? I don't know. Yeah. I hope to God we know. But my point was, attack the other team's weakness. Don't just force your supposed scheme. Mm-hmm. On offense and defense. And Cutter tried to say, oh, is Mike, all, Mike Smith doesn't have full effect of what is called. Well, well, if he doesn't, then it's still all on you, Cutter. Yeah. And you're the one calling this shit then. You're, this is your ship, right? Yeah. You're the one calling both. Mm-hmm. Or what you're telling me? Yeah. Either way, on both sides of the ball against Chicago, you look like shit. And right now, you have a chance to redeem yourself against a, a Falcons defense is piss poor right now and injury riddled. And off, but an offense that can score on you at will. Yeah, I mean, what you gonna do, brother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Mark said, you know, offensively, you know, we we know. You know, NFL teams know we run a vertical offense. We like to get explosive plays. Now is the time to run more east and west, more horizontal stuff. Get these guys moving, you know, left and right, and make them cover the whole field. Uh, find a way to, 
you know, make the defense cover every inch. And that's something, you know, I was looking at that today. You know, the Falcons do a great job of making opposing defenses cover every part of the field. And that's something that the Bucks need to do more often. You know, exactly. get Deshaun Jackson and Adam Humphreys going across the field on, on, you know, drag routes and stuff like that. Same thing with Mike Evans. Uh, same thing with your tight ends and your running backs. You know, that is something that you can use Jameis Winston's ability to roll out of the pocket and, and get him easier throws, get him in rhythm. Don't try to get the explosive play right away because it's just, it's too hard to do that. I mean, you're not going to have a scenario where it's the Eagles and you can do a 75 yard touchdown pass to Deshaun. It's just, it's, it's just not going to happen. Teams know, you know, they know that we are passing more this year. That's what they're going to try to take away. Um, that is something. If we can get the running game going, obviously more explosive plays are more easier because you have the ability to suck those defenders up, you know, closer to the line of scrimmage. So that is something that, you know, this team needs to be more balanced overall, but you need to do it in more ways of variety, like different ways. You just can't do the same thing. It has to be uh, more creative style as far as what's your play design and your play routes and everything of that nature. Yeah, I mean, use what you know to your advantage. Mm -hmm. So, like I said earlier, Cutter came out on his press conference and said, yeah, running the ball, we're not that great, but guess what? Passing efficiency, we're off the charts. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're great at passing efficiency, so other teams also know that. Yeah. So, use that, go on a passing formation Run the ball and see what happens. Yeah. I couldn't believe we threw the ball to Eau Claire. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, we, they listened. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you can use your passing game as a run game. I mean, John Gruden did it for years. I mean, John Gruden didn't run the ball at all with Tampa, and he just used, you know, the sidelines as a run game. He threw it east and west. It's, a, you know, a version of the West Coast offense. And then when you have the opportunities to go downfield, you take advantage of those opportunities. You know, it's it's simple football um, again, like Mark said, if you can spread teams out and run the ball out of those formations, uh, the Bengals did it against the Falcons. That is something that the Bucks can do against this team. You know, they're depleted up front. I don't think they have Grady, Gady, uh, can't speak, uh, <laughs> uh, Grady Jarrett. I think he's out. Oh, please tell me he is. So, and then they lost, um, uh, Don Terry Poe from la- this off season. So they're kind of, you know, kind of weak up the middle linebacker. Core is kind of subject, uh, you know, like Deion Jones is out. They don't have Keanu Neal, who's a big piece in their run game. So there's going to be opportunities to attack this Falcons offense for sure. Or, I'm sorry, defense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you just you got to be more simple but also creative at the same time and, and find ways to attack those mismatches because they're going to be there. Yeah, okay, so well, then let's move over to that. Let's transition to us and our next opponent. Yeah. So – Obviously, we know Falcons, great offense. Mm-hmm. But let's look at the defense first, where we feel our strength, which is the offense, should attack their defense. Yeah. Like you said, Grady Jarrett, he's easily their best defensive lineman. Yeah, he's great. Okay, so, and he, yeah, he was out against the, the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he's out against us. I'd be so damn happy if he is. It's something about his ankle. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's, like, broken. But, <laughs> but I mean, I'm an asshole. But, I mean, if he doesn't play, you better expect we're going to be running the ball. Yeah, you have to. You don't force it, but you better be running the ball. That's their, to me, interior best pass rusher, best overall pass rusher. Because Vic Beasley, mm-hmm. who loaded up on sacks with them 
Was it last year or the year before? It was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's a beast, yes, but he's also the size of a linebacker. Mm-hmm. And anyone pop on the tape, teams love to run at him. Yeah, he, he's great at rushing the passer, but mm-hmm. if you push him backwards, he's going to go backwards. Yeah, for sure. He's 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 good at going forward and getting around you with speed, but he's Bengals ran all over him. Mm-hmm. I guarantee if I look at the tape of the Steelers, which I will look, yeah. I guarantee you there are James Conner's running right at him. James Conner's probably bigger than what Vic Beasley is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're going to be able to – I'm going to hopefully say that we're going to be able to run the ball yeah. against – the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. I'm going to truly say that if Donovan, Donovan Smith is one-on-one with Vic Beasley. Yeah, it should be a win. Vic Beasley is going to get pancaked. Yeah. Yeah, every time. Okay. Yeah, every time. Yeah, you, you have to be able to run the ball, and I think that's something that this team needs to commit more to. I mean, we should have at least 20 attempts rushing the football weekly, you know, 20 to, to 30. But att- not forced. Not forced. Let's make it obvious. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to force it. You don't want to continue to – you know, have all clear in there and you run the same, you know, that's going to the left. And, you know, every team knows that. Um, yeah, sure. You would like to run to your strengths, which is running to the left side. You know, you get Marpet and you get Benenock coming around the edge. You know, obviously that is something you want to do. But, again, like we've said, you know, you know, every fan has, I think, said this as well. You know, you have to run out of passing formations more often than not because, Everyone knows it's a passing league now. You know, more teams are throwing on first and 10 more than ever. You know, teams are scoring way more in the first quarter than ever. I mean, it's it's just something that is occurring right now, and you have to take advantage of that. So if you can find ways to get the running game, whether it be through draws or screens or whatever, you're going to be successful. I think the Bengals, you know, talking about that game against the Falcons, they ran multiple screens that had a lot of success because teams are doing everything they can to get after the quarterback. Because, like we said, it's a passing league. They're going to try to get after the quarterback and force turnovers. So if you can take advantage of that aggressiveness that you're going to see, uh, it can it can mean good things for you. All right. So I wanted to make a comment about something that we talked about last week, and someone put a story about it, mm-hmm. how this is a rebuttal or an argument for the case, uh, how Mike Smith got fired from Atlanta for – Wanting run stuffers, correct? Right, right. Now, this is what people are thinking about Tampa. Oh, we just drafted Vita Vea. Oh, he's just getting run stuffers. We're not going to be able to get pass rush. It's a mm. piece of crap. <laughs> so, and people, don't get me wrong, it's a good point. Like, mm. Vita Vea is not going to get 16 sacks. He's not going to do it. No. Is he going to help others potentially get around 16 sacks? I truly believe so. Yeah, he should. From what he can command, the attention he's going to deserve. Mm. Yeah. Will he help out everyone around him? Hell yeah. Yeah. Sure. Will he help the run? Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. And is it a Mike Smith guy where he is one of these guys that believes stop the run first, yeah. pass rush the second? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. But I truly believe Vita Vea is way more dynamic in that and a lot more along the lines of Nagata than people think of. Yeah. But my point is this. So you look at the Falcons right now. They're built to pass rush. Everyone is undersized. Vic Beasley, undersized. Grady Jarrett is undersized. Mm-hmm. Brooks Reed is undersized. Right. Everyone on that line is undersized, and they can get run over. Mm-hmm. So my point of this is they're built the way that next regime wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. We're built really big up front. Yeah. So 
my argument is you got run stuffers, you got big defensive tackles. What do the Rams have? They got big defensive tackles. They have the two best defensive tackles in the league. Yeah. And Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue. Right. Can you name the edge rushers on the Rams? No, not really. They have Michael Brockers. He is a good one. Yeah. We play defensive tackle. And they have, let me see who the hell is this guy. They have a, just back, Ethan Westbrooks. He's the guy that ran one back off of a fumble from oh, yeah. Yeah. Winston. Yeah. They have a John Franklin Myers. But my point is this, this. Mm-hmm. There's no prototypical idea of, oh, this is what's going to produce sacks. Right. This is what's going to produce a great defense. Because you just proved one of the best defenses in this league is, if not the best, is the Rams. Mm-hmm. They don't have great edge rushers. Mm-hmm. They have great interior rushers. Right. We have two good ones. Yeah. Vita Vea sure. could be a good one. For don't sure. Don't get me wrong. Like He could be an Dominican Sue. Yeah. And we have an Aaron Donald not to, to that point. Aaron Donald's a freak. Yeah. Um, and Jerry McCoy. But we have better edge rushers, in my opinion, than they do. Yeah. But they're, guess what? They have much more experience than Marcus Peters and Tlaib, but who are hurt, mm. than we do in the back end. Yeah. They have much better safeties at this point in time. Like Marcus Joyner, he's an aggressive guy, but they have that pass rush that can push it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't pinhole, okay, this, this argument that was made is the only argument that's true. The Rams are doing it. Everyone's scared of their defense. Mm-hmm. Our defense can change and push people to be – what we force them to be. Yeah. There, there's no thinking, oh, we suck ass because we, we suck at cover three. Yeah. Okay, we suck at cover three. Find something you're good at. <laughs> Don't force, yeah. what is it, round peg into a, or, yeah. or whatever the hell. The, I hate the damn slogans. But, <laughs> but, I mean, it's just the true fact. Like, yeah. you, you, your strength right now is your front four mm-hmm. and your linebackers can get after people. Yeah. yeah. Don't put them in a position where they got to cover guys. Mm-hmm. Make them get after people. Yeah. That's what our, our defense was good when two years ago when we were blitzing them left and right. When against that Seattle game at home, mm-hmm. I, I could have sworn, holy shit, the defense is back. <laughs> we were sending blitzes in. We're, I think we got six sacks that game. Yeah, something close to that, yeah. And we're blitzing. We're sending the house. We're being aggressive. Mm-hmm. We're jumping routes. Right. Shortening the time. Where the hell is that? I don't know. It's a good question. Stop sitting your scheme. <laughs> Start getting – you're about to get fired again. Yeah, yeah. Do something. Yeah, and and I think, you know, to the point of that article, I think it was more of, you know, just the overall philosophy, how the game is changing. You know, like I've said, more teams are passing on first down, so you're not really getting an opportunity to just stop teams uh, when they, you know, consistently used to run it on first and second down, and then you force a third and long situation. That is something that has changed, so that's why – you know, me and Mark, we talk about being a more aggressive approach. You have to be more t- aggressive on first down against these offenses because they are finding ways to get simple yards by passing the football, getting into situations where it's second and five, it's it's second and three, and et cetera, you know, third and short situations. So you don't really have that ability, you know, of the philosophy that Mike Smith wants to do, which is you know, force teams into third and long situations because it's just not happening because teams are being more smart as how they attack defenses nowadays. And the rules obviously, you know, allow that because you can't really, you don't really have that enforcer in the middle of the field where you can make guys scared going over the middle. 
Um, you just you have to you really have to play a style where you're attacking the line of scrimmage consistently because if you're finding a way to disrupt that timing, like I've you know consistently talked about, it's finding a way to throw that offense off for one second. And then you have a chance to, to make plays, and that's something that this team needs to do. Utilize Joe McCoy. Let him go up the field instead of going east and west. Let him attack. And on to the Vita Vea point, Vita Vea did his job. He had two guys on him, and he singled up other guys. problem was those guys couldn't win their one-on-one, one-on-one matchups, and that's something that has to change if this team wants to be successful. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, he played 30 snaps, 30-plus 30 snaps. Right. He's only going to get more moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then Bo Allen should be back, I think. Uh, I don't hopefully. Know. Well, hopefully. Yeah. But the thing is, Vita Vea is going to get more playing time. Yeah. And, and he's only going to get better. And, and the crazy thing is, Buckner came out today and said he you know, looked like he was just coming off the Fiesta Bowl his last game. So, it, I mean, if that's rusty, then that's pretty damn good. I mean, I'm yeah. excited about what he's got in he store. He still showed his overpowering. Right. The guy you know he's going to be an overpower guy. Yeah, throwing a gr- yeah. guys on the field. You know, he's... Cody Whitehair is a, a good blocker. Yeah, he tossed him aside yeah. like a little boy from his knees. <laughs> so I mean, you get he's going to get better. He's not a bad pick. I, I still am going to stand by him over Derwin James. I'm gonna, yeah. Sorry, say it. Yeah, he's going to get better. He's going to improve the line, mm. and our overall defense will be better with him there. Right. Because yes, it's going to work in Mike Smith's favor. Of stopping the run, mm-hmm. but it's also going to work at these guys who eventually will get better at learning this defense. Mm-hmm. But hope to God we're a lot more aggressive. Yeah. We're using David, like you've been stressing. Mm-hmm. He's great at blitzing the the quarterback. Let yeah. him do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Quan, he's showing he's even better at blitzing the quarterback now this year. Mm-hmm. Let him try. Let let these guys go, mm-hmm. and let the. The guys know, okay, you got this assignment. Stay in him. Don't You're not going to get confused by something else because you know what your assignment is. One-on-one here. Yeah. And you have Justin Evans who can flat-out cover a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Them do what he can do. Yeah. Let him read and let him attack. Right. Yeah, absolutely. you you got to play some more, you know, robber-type schemes where you just let Evans just roam in the middle and let him go after the football. You know, case in point, his interception against Pittsburgh, that was that was a perfect play. You know, that's him, you know reading and just flying to the football and that's something that this team needs to do more often uh but again like we said earlier the offense is going to have to carry this bus and i think they can because the town is definitely yeah the town is definitely there and with Jameis, i think he's you're going to see a much more smarter approach by him and if we can maybe become more of a ball control type offense you keep your defense off the field that is something that I think we can definitely do with our possession receivers that we have, the tight ends, the speed threat into Sean. That is easily something we can do and win more time of possession, which is something we haven't done yet. I think that is something that we need to look and build towards. Yeah, and to put this, you know, I love saying quotes, but I always forget what the hell they're, how do you say them. So put uh, Buckner's quote of, this isn't a sprint, this is a marathon. Put that into a, a game concept. Right. Stop trying to score on every damn first play, first down, second down, third. Be a marathon in each drive. Yeah. Try and tire the shit out of this defense, whoever it is that's in front of you. Yeah. Do these short passes like Winston was doing against the Bears. Mm-hmm. Short, short, run, yeah. short, short. 
And those deep passes that you want will open up. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, tire out the defense, mm-hmm. ball control, and what you want at the end of the day will be there. Yeah. You, you can't keep, like, the, the first two games, we took big leads. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The leads just dwindled. Because yeah. our offense was, oh, let's strike, let's strike, let's strike. Mm-hmm. You can strike for five, six yards, too. You know that, right? <laughs> it doesn't have to be 25, 30-plus yard chunks yeah. at a time. Yeah. And yes, we have the weapons to do that, but you also have the weapons to do whatever the hell you want to do mm-hmm. on this offense. Yeah. You can attack every level of the field. Yeah. If Ronald Jones can get better at catching the ball, mm-hmm. you can attack anything you want. Right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So it's... And then it comes down to offensive line playing like an offensive line should be. Yeah, yeah, that's something we really haven't touched on, but that is something that needs to shore up and get better. I think it. I think it will. Um, I think a lot of what they're doing is just simple mistakes. Again, it comes down to each guy doing their job. You know, offensive line. It's just one guy is getting beat here or there, and that's causing disruption, uh, sacks. You know, loss of yards on run plays. So that is something that just needs to get tighter and cleaned up, and I think it can. Uh, they definitely have the talent up front. I would like to see them you know, decide if they're going to go with Bindenock or Evan Smith as a starter at right guard. Uh, you know, like I said on previous podcasts, if you're going to be a pass-first team, let Evan Smith be in there then full-time because he is the better pass blocker than Bindenock. You, know, you see the weakness of Bindenock. It's obviously pass protection. Um, you know, it's, it's something that needs to be cleaned up and – I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think, like like we said, they got everything they need to be a very effective, high-scoring offense that can easily average 28 points a game and give yourself a chance to win every game you're in. Um, it's just going to come down to can these coaches understand, hey, we have weaknesses here and here. We need to attack them consistently. That is something that they have to do on both sides of the ball. If they can do that and just be smart, take care of the football, they got a chance in every game. It's really simple. Preach, brother, preach. <laughs> yeah. I, I really couldn't say it any better. Yeah. Like, and that's that's pretty much what we say all the time. Yeah. But it's not what's put on the field every Sunday. Yeah. Like, there's so many points that are left on the field. Yes, yeah, some of them are turnovers, but some of them are just poor execution and poor play designs. Yeah. So I mean, it's just. The coaches say the right things, but they don't do the right things when it comes to the on Sunday. Yeah, and and, and to that point, I mean, these are teams that we're facing. They get paid too, so obviously they're going to make plays. It's going to happen. Um, you know, we're not going to be perfect every drive or you know here say or that. It's just we want to see the team on offense and defense go where they're supposed to go as far as attacking those mismatches consistently. That is something that we're just asking for because it's there. Like, it's right there in front of the yeah. face. And, like, all they have to do is just go get it. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's right there in their grass. And it's like, no, we're going to do this instead. Yeah. And it just, that's what frustrates us because yeah, cause we'll we sit see there, it and yeah. they don't. <laughs> yeah. We'll sit there watching the game yeah. and see, oh, shit, it's going to be wide. Oh, you didn't go. <laughs> Or, yeah. and like I said last week, why are you sending the running back out there? No one's going to cover that guy. Right. Barber? He ain't going to run a rail and catch it deep. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just, they're not executing to weaknesses of the defense, and that's what they need to do. I, I, 
I could have sworn Munkin said that earlier in the season. I was like, oh, my God, we've changed. <laughs> but, no, we, we, we still yeah. are the same. Yeah. Let's run this scheme, and this scheme's going to work. Yeah, reverted. It's like Novocaine. <laughs> you know, what, what the hell is that quote oh, from Denzel? Oh, yeah, six plays. It works like Novocaine every yeah. time. <laughs> like, come on now. Yeah. 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 It works if you if you're dominant enough to have the players that can dominate the other team. Yeah, and, and to that movie, you know, you know, assistant coach finally goes up to him. And he's like, "You got to run something to get him, you know, catch that backside <laughs> pursuit." And that's something that they did. And that was the, that was game winning play. So um, that's a great movie. Everybody go watch Remember the Titans. But <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, I mean, yeah, I'm just I'm glad you know. You know, we're back to football. We're going to have a Bucks game this week. That's awesome. You know, it's kind of – I didn't really watch – I didn't really watch any um, football this weekend. I watched a little bit of college football, but uh, NFL kind of passed on. But, yeah, it's just – it's good to have the team back. And we think this team has everything they need to, to win. And, um, yeah, I'm just – I'm excited to see what we can do against this Falcons team, a team that is struggling, a team that we should beat. Uh, but – Will the coaches allow it? We will see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you'll still hear us hooting and hollering. Yeah. And later in the week, you will hear our Falcons yeah, Bucks get, preview. Get more in depth with the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, we, we touched on it, but we're going to really break into it. We're going to put more stuff on Twitter to mm-hmm. let you know what we see and then tell you what we see. Yeah. And then hopefully later down the lines, we have something else cooking. <laughs> hopefully we can solve this problem. But, uh. I know we'll we'll bring out a lot more. Mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday should be our time. Yeah, but it was fun to get back on the airwaves yep. and talk some Bucks Bucks football. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for a Sunday. Hopefully, a celebrate good time. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with that being said, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this this episode of Real Bucks Talk. Uh, again, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, be sure to you know share, like, subscribe, leave a comment if you, if you if you're nice enough, leave leave us five stars. We appreciate it. Um, again, this is something that we're just going to continue to do. It's something we love to do and talk Bucks football. So with that being said, everyone have a great night and go Bucks.